0: This is why we plan a podcast for business owners and their advisors about how to better plan for the exit from a business. Join us each episode as we discuss different elements of exit planning, including real life stories, challenges and opportunities of owners and their advisors.
1: Welcome everyone to this edition of why we plan. My name is John Brown. I'm the founder of BEI. Uh, We help other business advisors help their clients leave their business in style. And with me today, I am proud to announce we have Kevin Prather. Kevin has been a BEI member, I don't know how long.
0: Since 2007.
1: Yeah, so 15 years he's been a BEI member. And I'm going to have him talk about a tool that he uses to effectively communicate with his business owner clients. So Kevin, welcome Uh, tell us what you do, and then tell us about your tool.
0: Well, thanks, John. I'm happy to be here. It's always good to be back in Denver. Um, Without the smoke, by the way, that's always a plus. Yeah. Uh, So I've been a long-term PEI member, and we practice uh, total wealth management for clients where we uh, plan for X's and transitions, but we kind of treat the business as an asset class. It's the the largest asset they have, Mm -hmm. and we want to grow it and all that kind of good stuff. One of the tools that I've grown accustomed to that we, we use a lot uh, is the uh, BEI has the insider um, plan uh, spreadsheet that I use. I don't know if that's what you guys call it, but yeah, I call it the, yeah. the insider design uh, plan spreadsheet. And I found that that to be a great tool to use to lay out the net after-tax effects of a, uh, an insider transaction, whether it be a majority sale mm-hmm. or a minority sale.
1: And it's it's more complex an inside transfer because we're using a minority discount, yep. and we've we have to achieve the end goal of how much net the owner is going to get.
0: Correct, correct. And with that, that allows us to really, um, I want to say, uh, emphasize the tax planning aspect of what it is we do. Uh, what I've learned since I've been affiliated with BEI, and from from John directly is that. Sell for lowest defensible value. If it's not to a third party, you know, let's make Uncle Sam a big partner to the transaction. And uh, it, it, when I lay this out to a business owner, it, it allows us for me, and I'll use the term, you know, plug and play those numbers. Because mm-hmm. I can very easily lay this out and do scenario analysis with it. And so, so you do
1: it on the computer with the yeah. next to you? Yeah. we'll, okay. we'll uh, Do we'll, what we'll, ifs.
0: We'll do, we'll do the, the base, mm-hmm. and then I can say, well, here's what it is if we do this. And, and so you can play with it, and you can do it in real time so it works out really well.
1: And so I, I, one of the advantages of doing this is this lowest defensible value concept. The bottom line is with the same amount of cash flow from the company, we can get the owner more net after tax money.
0: Right. And, and ideally, if they're not going to sell it to a third party... Uh, and they, they want to build that key employee team, you know, we try to get that uh, minority ownership uh, somewhere in the 40 to 45% range. Mm-hmm. Because then, as an option, you do all the other components of planning, stay bonus planning, which I learned more about today, some other aspects of that. You know, you've got enough equity, they can now go out and borrow the money to complete right. the transaction, and that can be done in a number of different ways, staged over time or all at once. And again, if the owner uh, is really thinking about it, selling for lowest defensible value, uh, you know, we can model all that out using that tool. So it's a pretty effective tool.
1: Perfect. So let's carry on from that. Okay. Um, I, I know maybe we don't need to because it's it was pretty darn concise. Um, what else would you want to talk about? Any other topic in exit planning?
0: Um, well, I think one of the... Key, key things that that um recording
1: we are recording do you
0: want to do a new sort of intro
1: like a, no, no i no, want to no. continue on
0: and you'd be so all say and something like but i think so. one of the key things that i um have uh is it's going to take three people to replace me and <laughs> and so i just had a conversation yesterday at two meetings here in denver uh one you know with two prospective clients and one of the great questions the client asked was you know how long are you going to be doing this
1: so kevin i can help you do an exit plan for you yeah <laughs> <laughs>
0: and but and, and, and the idea is that uh, if we're gonna sell that's one option uh, more than likely with our client base bringing that internal team up and, and continuing because I'd never really want to retire I mean I right. call, well, it, we, we call it the John Brown plan turn your
1: clients over to somebody else do no you? not really no no, no. yeah
0: no we we, uh, we we enjoy our clients we uh enjoy spending time with our clients. I, I now am in a position where um, we can go to Park City, work in the morning and ski in the afternoon and have clients join us and things like that. So it's nice to have that level of, of success in this to be able to do that. But our clients want to live a life of significance. And that's ultimately our goal is for our clients to live a life of significance. And, and exit planning is a core fundamental part of
1: what yeah. we do. That, you know, that's really that's really a good point. You know, that's really a good point. Uh, when owners think of selling your business to an outside third party, they're not talking about a life of significance. They're trying to get as much money as possible. Right. And that's fine. If that's what they want to do, We our members do a lot of third party sales. But for a lot of our owners who have been working, what, 20 or 30 or 40 years in the company. When they exit, they don't want to see the business go away or the culture or the legacy or they want the employees to stay there. So I'm sure you talk about that all the time.
0: Yeah, I mean, one of the uh, really rewarding parts of what we do is I look at the economic impact of what we do. Uh, When we make sure companies continue uh, on in their business community we're preserving jobs livelihoods and all all of the above and to, so now that we've we've seen plans that we started eleven 12 years ago yeah. now coming into full fruition it's very rewarding you know because we said holy cow that stuff that that John wrote about in his book actually works
1: <laughs> Are you, were you that shocked Kevin <laughs> <laughs>
0: so but uh, you know, no, I, and I'll, and I'll just, you know, it really, it, it's a it's a discipline if you follow it. It just proves itself out.
1: That's, I, that's very, very sure. That's really wonderful. Uh, so when you talked about multi-generational business owner planning, it's not always family. Often it's key employees yeah. buying the business from the owner. And then they, in turn, using the same process, in 10 or 15 years after that, they're selling to the next generation Right. Of key employees. And, and these are often, in my experience, professional firms, engineering firms, architects, right. uh, medical profession, things like that, where you want that continuity of connection with, with the client base.
0: Yeah, and one of the neat things about this is once you identify all the component parts of the plan, you know, every, every so many years, you've got to redo parts of it. Uh, because laws change, people uh, leave. People leave. The, bi- people leave yeah. the business mm-hmm. business evolves, and so exit planning is not a, an event; it's an ongoing process. And a third-party sale is an event, um, but when we deal with insiders and family businesses, we stay engaged year over year with our clients, and yeah. that.
1: And I'm guessing through ownership change.
0: Through ownership changes, yeah. Right. We're uh, with several clients. We're on the fifth generation of of ownerships. Uh, you know, I start with the first generation because uh, I'm not 90. But uh, you know, these are clients that we've taken through you know two ownership changes, and 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 the exiting owners now we're in the business of managing wealth versus the tactical day to day business parts.
1: But they're still involved.
0: You know, and, uh, and it's it's extremely rewarding work. And, and
1: you know, and that really is why we plan. I mean, it's our members are financially successful, but for the most part, they're in it for the reasons you're talking about. They wanna make a difference in the lives of their business-owning clients and their families and maybe the employees and maybe the community.
0: You've got to be willing to do above what normally is called for. You know, when you are doing this work, you've gotta be able to uh, have an interdisciplinary approach. You've gotta work with the legal component, the tax component, Insurance providers, investment people,
1: business coaches, uh, uh, business coaches, yeah. all,
0: all the above, and yeah. and that takes a, a different type of uh, uh, mindset to do that. So you have to have that abundance mindset,
1: and and I think collaboration yep. mindset, the willingness yeah. to work with other advisors on your clients or with your
0: clients. Absolutely, and and what, what this has really helped us do is evolve to beginnings of what we really call a virtual family office uh, concept where our clients know that we're going to help manage all these relationships but they depend on us to uh, issue spot along the way when something needs to be addressed we're, we're in the midst of it so it enhances our value proposition a lot to our clients and, and again uh, the the other advisors they they're very happy to have somebody that has that big picture because we make actually make their yeah. lives easier
1: yeah. Most advisors want to be advisors in their profession, right? And right, and you bring all those people together, so right. that's great. Well, thank no, you. it is
0: absolutely, uh, you know, why we do this. And and I, I will tell you a, a little, little more important part of of, of this is you know the pandemic, uh, for some was not just an inconvenience; it, it was life changing. So we had uh, two client deaths uh, mm-hmm. in the pandemic. And here. and unfortunately, uh, you know, we can't change the loss of that life. And one of these people was a twenty-year-old, a twenty-year-long-term friend of mine. And but his wife today uh, has the financial security that that uh, you cannot uh, duplicate once you know. If, if all those things yeah. that were put in place weren't there yeah. it'd be very different outcome for her and and so while she i can't replace the loss of her husband and, and a friend uh but certainly she has very little to worry about on the financial side and on the business side you know that that's taken care of uh so you know that is a very rewarding uh part of it although there's a, a lot of uh sadness involved yeah. you know but uh it's just part of life that you have to deal with so you know, we, we take the good and the bad, you know, that, that comes along with this work.
1: Yeah. Well, that's what exit planning is. It's dealing with all of that. Yeah. So That's great. Yeah. Well, again, and that's really why we plan. So we'll see you next time.
0: Thanks for joining us. Be sure to tune in for our next episode. If you'd like more information on better ways to plan for the future, please visit exitplanning.com.